the testosterone was just like just wet dripping out of my screen and like splashing over my face. I'm like, oh, I'm just drenched in Gerard Butler sweat and I like it. Oh, this is not getting cut. Better than Peter Jackson, but God. They have very questionable facial hair choices, but who am I to judge? I thought it was beautiful in a murky brown sort of way. Fifty Shades of Kiss My Ass. I don't know. Go for it. Maybe, maybe not. It's alternative facts. I'm spent. I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Eric Marner, just just over here cucking myself in the corner, watching this all go down. I I was busy doing code scorpion vinegar stuff. That's what you call a segue, folks. I can't even get that right. Can I have a turn? It's the Starbucks, dude. Furiously jerk each other off next round. It'll be great. Spoon feed me. Come on, shove it in. I got money for that shit. To give to a banana man. I can just already tell, dude. <laughs> oh. oh, what do you mean? <laughs> yep, it's gonna be another great Skype day. Yes, it is. Uh, is there any other free phone type servicey thing that we could maybe look into, or is Skype it? I I I don't know, but I guess that's what I'll be looking into later today. <laughs> Oh, it honestly time. probably isn't a Skype issue. It's just a traffic on the internet issue. Yeah. That's all I can guess. Well, we'll work through it. Uh, yeah, I'll hack <laughs> through it for <laughs> three hours editing the frickin' show. Uh, you chiseled away at that at this last episode for a long time, didn't you? Oh, days. <laughs> it took days. Uh, how are that you? It makes you happy. <laughs> Oh, just that whole transaction kind of made me giggly. <laughs> Especially, like, right before we hit record, it was, you know, the stutter, 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 and then fast forward uh, times 10, whatever. Yeah, and then you laughing, and I'm just, hmm, all right. <laughs> uh, so, you good? Yeah, as good as it's going to get, I think. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my... Uh, my wife was like, oh, we're going to go to the high school play of Mamma Mia this weekend. And I just kind of did one of these real slow turns to her. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. Well, I was going to say, you've had obligations the yeah. past several weekends, haven't you? Three weekends in a row of kids' birthdays. Mm. I'm, I'm, like, why would you think I would want to go to that? She's like, my nephew's in it. And I'm, I was like, he, he's not going to care at all that I'm not there. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you're right. You can stay home. I was like, yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> but I did kind of get one of those looks like, as a husband, you know, you know, this. oh, yeah, because we got married later in life. Yeah. So, you know, that that look, that look that says, you just fucked up. Yeah. Like, mm, and I was just like, shit. Uh, but then when I said it's it's the nephew that won't care if I'm there or not. And we need a sitter for the other kid anyway. She's like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, it's so you're gonna me. stay at home with you're gonna stay home with uh, the kids. Yeah, well, the one kid, the other two can go. Yeah, 
I, I was like, honey, if, if our daughter or son was in it or it was a play that I gave a crap about, then yes. But uh, Addie was watching Mamma Mia on, on Netflix. She's like, I got to watch this so I know what, what it's about. And I was like, well, you're going to see the play. And she's like, yeah, but that's a high school play. I was like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this was pretty funny. <laughs> she goes, uh, have you never seen this? And I was like, no, of course not. Why would I ever watch that? And she goes, oh, it's a classic, like Grease. And I was like, but I absolutely hate Grease. So <laughs> why would I ever watch? Well, it's a classic. Everybody has watched it. And I'm like, Addie, it only came out about 10 years ago. Oh, no, it didn't. That was like from the late 80s or early 90s. Mm. And I go, mm, no, it's not. And she goes, uh, yeah, it is. So I was like, <laughs> all right. Not because I know anything about movies. Let me just go see here. Beep, beep, beep. Ha! Ten years ago. <laughs> so did she oh. like it then? Or not that it... I don't, I don't think she's finished it yet. Okay. I don't care. I watched half an hour of it while she was in my office. It was awful. Did, I mean, did they come awful. out with a sequel like Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Part Do It, or what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think there was. But yeah. I, I think like that thing made a lot of money, but everybody was wondering why, because it was so awful. And yeah. it was awful. Yeah, maybe it's good. I don't know. I'm yeah. not music into musicals, so I'm the wrong person to ask. Especially not romantic comedy musicals. Yeah, I have no interest in that at all. I'm sure it's wonderful and for a whole lot of people, but when it comes to that little corner, when it comes to that big corner of cinema, I'm not interested. Yeah, me too. Now I must say that um, Dirty Dancing. I wouldn't mind watching Dirty Dancing sometime because I think that might almost be. 80s enough that I might find some enjoyment out of it, but then I think back, like, did I really like Footloose? Did I really? Did I really like it? Because I don't think I did. So, uh... on principle, I have seen neither. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nor do I intend to. Yeah, I've I've watched Footloose, and I'm like, ah, I should probably watch Patrick Swayze do his thing in Dirty Dancing someday. Not Gray or whatever name is. Uh, or is it Elizabeth Shue or Jennifer Grey? Jennifer Grey. I'm getting my shoes and my greys and my <laughs> McCoys and my Hatfields all Hatfields mixed up. all mixed up. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you need to see Patrick Swayze in is his Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that and um, the other one where he jumps out of airplanes and wears uh, masks. Oh yeah, Point Break. Point yeah. Break. Yeah. There you go. That's the better. And one. maybe Ghost. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. 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 That's a good movie. How are you? Yeah. Um, pretty good. Uh, as soon as I'm done here with the podcast, I get to go to a kid's Asian potluck dinner type thing at their school. And then and all the kids go up on stage awkwardly saying something to us uh, equally awkward parents. And then we will awkwardly go to their classroom and awkwardly look at awkward things that they've drawn. And then we're going to hopefully happily go home. That's my... <laughs> Well, good That's for you. I mean, I, after after the podcast, I get to go over to the school. Uh huh. The wife, wife signed the kids up for this literacy night or something that we did last year, and I remember last year saying, "We're not doing this again." And here we are. And here we are. But we'll. we'll I, my kids don't need that. They're both really, really smart and can read really, really well, like above their grade level. So uh, I don't need to go sit there and get lectured about how we need to read with our kids every day. We do. Leave me alone. 
We'll see, yeah. though. We'll see how... The wife was pretty darn tired when she came home for lunch today, so... So you're hoping for a, na- a nap after work and... Oh, yeah. If she if she, if she says, can you just take him? <laughs> no. No, I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> I do... I, I usually will for most things. I don't care, but uh, this thing, I was... No. Why? I, eh, whatever. We'll go sit over there for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yep. Oh, an hour and a half. So that's... It's very similar to what we're going to be doing with... Oh, and I just, I know how this is going to go. We're all going to eat in the cafeteria and, oh, it's parents awkwardly having to sit with other parents that they don't know because their kids know each other. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And always yeah. in the, always in the horizon, I see nine o'clock and a stiff drink and a movie. And that's what gets me through life. Oh yeah. Nine o'clock. Or it Cheers. <laughs> I'm sipping on some mm-hmm. Starbucks right now, actually. I got to keep my, my wits about me, you see. Yeah, nine o'clock. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my hands are uh, all bruised up to the point where it's like, um, how am I going to go tomorrow to, because I'm now in karate, uh, and how am I going to go and actually do this? Because I didn't have sparring gloves, and the uh, instructor was like, go ahead and just, you know, take care of this. Uh, we are all, like, beating the ever-loving shit out of this punching bag and he's like oh you don't have well just for today just you know just use your fists i'm like okay and i did and just yeah no that was that was a lesson learning experience right there because yeah i'm like okay you're not not gonna do that ever again are you nope Uh, i'm done doing that that uh, i've been in pain today (sighs) but hey a little pain in martial arts is a good thing because you need to Toughen up those muscles and and uh, especially like the bones. There are mm. martial artists, old martial artists that sit around just punching steel blocks. Not really hard, but they're just they're just keeping them knuckles really hard because if you can <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. But it, no, if you can punch <laughs> if you can punch a bag like that, you can punch somebody's face and it will hurt less. Yeah, yeah. But it was good. I. Uh... Good workout, and the kids loved watching me. And um, actually, my my youngest Hudson, he was like, uh, he was he was watching me. And I came over after practice, and he was like, "You won't believe this, Dad, but I peed in the bathroom with an MMA fighter." Like, oh, I don't know how to take that. I <laughs> like there is so much wrong with. <laughs> like, okay, well, um, I guess first off, congratulations. <laughs> And secondly, you you good? Yeah. You're still standing, so I yeah. guess you won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh. just I, they they eyeball each other from urinal to urinal, and it goes. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I was Hudson. <laughs> oh, uh, but I, I assumed that was Lucas. It was, yeah, it was Hudson. It was amusing, though. Yeah. Oh, Lucas would have shriveled up into a tiny little cocoon, <laughs> oh, and then. Of course, then now he's going to listen to this in 10 years from now, and he's going to be really pissed off at his old man for saying that he would shrivel up into a little cocoon. So Lucas it, would have hatched out of the cocoon with big muscular no, arms. No. And- it's okay, Lucas. Me and Holden would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's just funny. My Hudson is just fearless, and I'm surprised he didn't piss all over this guy's leg. Like, hey, <laughs> you're an MMA fighter. I just pissed all over this guy's leg, and he... Yeah, anyway. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, that's ten minutes. That's ten minutes. We, we need to get oh. on to movies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we didn't bitch too much, though, today. Oh, we're all kind of happy, I guess. Yeah. I'm not I'm not happy about school. 
Well, me, me neither, but I'm happy that I'm not going to the, the thing this weekend, so yay for no Mamma Mia. Yeah. Okay, did we introduce ourselves already? I'm no. Uh-uh. Oh, I guess uh, I'm Eugene. <laughs> oh, fuck the Skype already. <laughs> oh, because all I heard was, I'm at, and I'm like, I think, I, I think maybe he was waiting for me to say it first. <laughs> You want to go to the roulette? Let's do it. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of the roulette, it is Godzilla 3, the planet eater, up against Await Further Instructions, and you're up first. Sir, tell me about Await Further Instructions. Okay, Await Further Instructions from 2018. This is another Netflix Oddity that just pops up, uh, and you're like, well, let's check this one out. It might be good, because um, that's what the roulette's for. A family's Christmas takes a strange turn when they awaken to find themselves trapped inside and begin receiving mysterious instructions through the television. And um, I think I said on the last episode that this was a very British movie, or UK, or whatever, and it, it it is, which certainly helps things. And I'm going to just start by saying, I this is a... Fairly well-made movie, and it everything about the movie is very Twilight. Like this feels like a feature-length Twilight Zone episode set in the UK. Uh, here's my main. I'm just gonna get my main issue with this movie out of the way right up front because it's 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 important to me. Other listeners might it probably won't be because of your upbringing is different than mine. So this family is like. Ultra, ultra, ultra conservative. Um, and then the son comes home with his Indian girlfriend. And immediately, like, uber, uber far right. It, it just, you can tell it, like, I hated the entire family so bad. And then there was the, uh, the mom that was trying to make sure that everything was okay. And the brother-in-law would do everything that the dad would say because the dad is a, you know, it's my house, and and then so we they start getting these messages sent through the TV, and they're basically their house has been like, I'm not gonna spoil the movie because this is a pretty good movie, uh, but really, yes, this is like I mean, take out the the fact that I had major issue. I mean, I was pissed through most of this movie because of that dynamic, but as a science fiction Twilight Zone movie, it's pretty darn good, and the end is cool. Like I don't, I'm not gonna spoil the end, but there is. Kind of, sort of a twist, maybe, but just how it goes. I'm like, oh, they're they're really going full on crazy here. Like, okay, I, I quite liked that. Uh, in fact, I liked it enough there where I actually watched the last ten minutes again. Just like, whoa, they really went for it, didn't they? Which I appreciate. But when they start getting these messages through the television, it's like, you know, your food's contaminated, throw it out, or, uh, or. You're, the air is contaminated, so here's uh, you're gonna find uh, syringes filled with a with the antidote. You have to take them, or you're gonna die. And the son and his uh, doctor girlfriend are uh, they're the most logical. <laughs> <in> their- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, uh. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, no, no, just. The way you worded that made me laugh because there's a character on on Venture Brothers called Doctor Girlfriend. Oh, 
Well, so when you said here she doctor is, girlfriend, doctor girlfriend, that may, and her voice is real deep like this. I'm just sorry. No, oh no, it's a uh, Nerja Cake is the doctor girl in this. Sorry, I didn't understand that. The Skype. W- oh, it wasn't skipping. Okay, go on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're the um, they're the ones that are talking about reason and like, wait a minute, what what's really going on here and. And immediately it's like, well, this is a message from God and we have to follow God's instructions and you're and all that far right dynamic stuff. I mean, like they really played it up, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, yeah, I get some of that. I understand some of this. That's a message from God. Well, how? Why? Well, because it is. Like, what? Okay. Um, but it made the movie frustrating for me. But uh, outside of – I'm trying to uh, – this is a weird art movie. Imi- it's art imitating life and we've seen it firsthand. I totally yes. understand what you're talking yeah. about. And some people might see it as really science fiction-y and no one yes. actually does that when in fact, oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, exactly. So – it was very frustrating. I don't know if I would ever watch it again because of how frustrating the movie was and how frustrated I got at just the, the, that family dynamic. But technically, it was a well-made movie. There are some really good special effects. And like I said, towards the end, I'm like, oof, they're, they're going full crazy. Like, this is – it's not like a neatly little wrapped up bow. They're – okay. But I give it a thumbs up. Uh, I – I wish that the family wouldn't have been quite, quite as assholish. It sounds to me like your frustrations are more with, uh, how do I put it? The reality of the situation, not that the film sucked or something. But yeah, uh, well, kind of like really connect like, to it. Yeah, uh, the that punk movie that you watched. It's kind of similar to that. I think you remember that Which Bomb one? City. You were oh bombs? oh yeah oh yeah. Definitely. Okay, so it's kind of like that. Now, granted, this is science fiction. That's, that was a true story, but it, yeah, like you said, art imitating life, and I just I don't have much use for that. Everything is black and white, and you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, there. That's all you. I'll say about that. But give it a watch. You might, you might want to watch it. It's science fictiony. I'll keep it in the queue. Okay. Uh, anything else for that? Nope. Happy birthday to Aquaman director James Wan. Oh. Okay, Godzilla, the Planet Eater. Uh, let me bring up this. Oh, it's a... Okay. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. It's a prime original starring Joaquin Phoenix, Jonah Hill, <laughs> Runa Mara, Mara, and Jack Black. I'm guessing that popped wanted, up because... Yeah, yeah I, I just thought you'd want to know that because I can't get to the, the frickin' movie because thanks, IMDb, for your full... Ad- oh. Oh, there we go. This is part three of the animated series. Humanity, their alien allies, and Godzilla all enter their endgame as the powerful destructive entity known as Ghidorah arrives on Earth. And the title and the synopsis are way cooler than 90% of this movie. Aww. Wow. Literally nothing happened in this movie until about the halfway mark, 45 minutes of just Blah, blah, blah. Talky, talky, techo, tech and religious nonsense talk of 
spiritual this, and well, what about the techno babble that, and well, what about this? Long pause. Well, what about longer pause? The d- 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 robot spirituality blah blah. <laughs> oh, this is one of those things that I just, I would really love to love because the action was pretty cool when they got around to it, but because it's the third one, they felt like they really, and this is like the third one of like, uh, your Return of the King third one, okay? Not like Back to the Future Part 3, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, it's th- a movie in three acts. A movie in three acts. All movies are in three acts, you idiot. No, I mean, it's one story in three movies. And that's kind of unfortunate because I don't want to say this should have been one movie, this whole trilogy, because it's it's got a lot of cool story up front. But by the second half of the trilogy, it was like, dude, I get it. Nanobots. Can we move on, please? But they got to sit and talk about that and the spirituality of the natives who survived and being one with the earth. I I get it. You've been over this a hundred times. I fell asleep two times during this movie today. I watched it today, this afternoon. It's 3.30, okay? I know I've been up since like 4.30 this morning, but my God, just blah, blah, blah. I don't want to say it should have been one movie, but you could have condensed this whole trilogy down to about two and a half to three hours. And it would have been awesome. And you could have kept a lot of the metaphysical and spiritual spirituality discussions. You just didn't have to keep repeating them over and over and over. Uh, so, yeah, this would pretty easily be my least of the free three. And that's a bummer because Ghidorah is my favorite Godzilla villain. Is he a villain? I, I don't know. Godzilla is kind of a villain, too. But he's my favorite Godzilla antagonist. And so when he shows up here, he's really we- weird. It's not a normal monster. And I mean, he, his three heads are like giant snakes coming out of uh, singularity wormhole black holes in, in, in neighboring outer inner space. It's so sci-fi over the top techie that it it is disinteresting. You would be bored to freaking tears watching this movie. I was. So, uh, yeah, no good for me. One day, I maybe they'll give it the treatment that they did that other anime that I love that I said they should not have done this to. Oh, cut it back and... Yeah, that's what they should do with this. Uh, it, there's just not enough material here. Cut it down. Godzilla literally stands frozen for half the movie. In a Godzilla movie. Yeah, nah. yeah. And they're like, why is he frozen? Let's talk about it. Oh, 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 and then he, oh, somebody starts using some technology, then he starts waking up. I, I like the idea of him being the balance of the Earth and anything that starts attacking Mother Earth, and he kind of wakes up and is the balance to wipe it out. I really like that idea, but good God. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah, okay, something's actually happening. Anyway, moving on, next round. Okay, first up, oh, would it have made it any difference if, like, Sam Worthington would have shown up and, like, flown around with little fairy wings and... Mm. No, I don't know why no. your whole review, I'm like, ah, oh, science babbly, I'm just imagining Sam Worthington happily abandoning his family and going into anime land trying to fly around stupidly on take things and... 
take things to Saturn or something? No. That movie that movie was terrifically exciting compared to this. Ooh. Oh, ouch. Oh man, that was like that was a slice of stink. And that I mean Wow, that's saying. Oh, this was ninety minutes that felt like every bit of three hours. Oof. Oh, happy birthday, Bill Duke. Oh, Bill Duke. Yeah. Chomp oh, Mark, cigar. Mark DeCascos. Or however you say his name. I like that guy. Brotherhood Who? of the Wolf? Only the Strong? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is, wait, he's the... Um, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Was he the... Uh, he's the, the badass wolf? martial artist guy. Okay, that's who I thought. Okay. Yeah. He's awesome. Well, shit, while we're at it, I mean, Jackie Gleason... Um, that's something. Uh-huh. Um, what else? Oh, Shiloh Fernandez. Dane Clark. Not I mean, Dane Cook, you, Dane Clark. That's you something. know who Shiloh Fernandez is? No. Oh, yes, you do. You're a huge fan of his work. Oh, really? Oh, you watched one of his movies about 13 times. 2013? Oh, not Top Gun. Oh, Evil Dead? Yeah. 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 Oh. Uh-huh. Which, wait, which actor is he? Oh, this is... Uh, oh, there he is. Oh, him! Yeah! Oh, Johnny Cash. Holy shit. We pick um, interesting days to record. Yeah. Teresa Palmer. Yeah. Oh, she is... Uh-huh. Gorgeous! She's a girl in I'm Number 4 and Lights Out. Mm-hmm. Was she in okay. Driven? Uh, let's see here. She was in the new Point Break. Triple Nine. Triple nine. I almost put that in, but today, but I watched a different, I popped in a different Blu-ray. I'm finally checking off the list. I've been teasing it for a long time. Oh, Message from the King. That's what she was in as well. I think she is currently like one of the most beautiful actresses working today. But, but I digress. Uh, Uh, Your roulette picks. The the one in Driven, the one girl in Driven looks, if it's not her, it looks a lot like her. Go ahead with my roulette picks. I'll give you. Uh, okay, first up, High Flying Bird, directed by Steven Soderbergh. This is the movie about the sports agent pitches a rookie basketball client on an intriguing and controversial business opportunity during a lockout, getting really good reviews. Uh, Zachary Quinto's in it. Oh, and Bill Duke. Happy birthday, big guy. <laughs> um, Estella Warren. Oh yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. There's so, a there's a career that needs resurrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so it's another iPhone movie. This is another Steven Soderbergh iPhone movie, which uh, Unsane is still perfectly watchable. It's kind of cool what he's doing with this whole iPhone thing. So, uh, yeah, it's a thing. I don't okay. think he intends to stop doing that. He said he's gonna. He's way into doing that. Really? Okay. So yeah, I read some piece about it here in the last week or two where he. Sounded like that he's going to do that for the rest of his career, I think. iPhone movies. Yeah. Okay. But then again, he changes his mind a lot. As, as Yes, he does. As Wasn't I... he supposed to retire like 50 uh-huh. years ago? Uh-huh. Or yeah. 50 or... hours of movie ago? Yeah. Uh, the Breaker Uppers is a comedy from uh, <sighs> New Zealand. Um... Uh, produced by or presented by. Oh, you didn't. I thought that, that name was why you put it up there. No, well, let's find out here. We're we're so prepared. I mean, oh, I'm prepared. I know what the name is, but I'm waiting for you to mispronounce it. Well, me. I am assuming Peter Jackson because it's nope. New Zealand. No, better than that. Better than 
Um, better than Peter Jackson? What, God? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tai Tai Waikiki. Oh, yeah, that guy that I will let you pronounce his name. Okay. Yes, be- better than Peter Jackson, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, God? <laughs> Somebody clearly hasn't seen the Hobbit movies in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, the Breaker Uppers is about... Uh, Jen and Mel, for the right price, they're BFFs and they will ruthlessly end any romance, but when one grows a conscience, it threatens to derail their relationship. And, uh, gets, again, it gets good reviews from what I'm seeing, but what I'm seeing may not mean, uh, hill of beans. Uh, and last but not least is, uh, once again, this is fast becoming the, um, the similars, is The Last Laugh. Chevy Chase, back to you. Oh, we got to go about 10 more rounds on the last laugh before it becomes the similars, I think. Oh. But someday, someday, you're going to be glued yep. to the TV watching similars. You will. Cursing your name at the t- Okay. <laughs> uh, coming your way. <laughs> oh, good. I forgot to. Oh, there it is. No, there it's not. Great. Uh, kill the messenger. In the 1980s, a crusading journalist uncovers secret CIA funding for Nicaraguan rebels, but the powers that be silence his investigation. Jeremy Renner, Rosemary DeWitt, Ray Liotta, Tim Blake Nelson. It's a uh, 110 minutes, but with that cast, that sounds like a rock-solid thriller to me, and I'm gonna watch it soon, but I thought I'd throw it back up there as a safer pick. Uh, your roulette pick this week is The Prince! A former mafia hitman living quietly as a mechanic veers back into his old world after his daughter is abducted and faces an old foe in New Orleans. Jason Patrick, Bruce Willis, John Cusack, and Rain. Remember Rain from Ninja Assassin? He was that Korean something Uh star that was supposed to be the next big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And your safest pick of the week is Studio 54. This documentary follows the rapid rise and fall of the Manhattan discotheque and the glittery debauchery that attracted the city's eccentric and elite. And I think it's like 93 minutes. So, yeah, there you go. You got a roulette pick, you got a safe documentary, and a pretty safe-looking thriller, in my opinion. Okay, that this is an easy pick for me this week. It's all the way, Studio 54. That's, that is my jam right there. Debauchery in New York City in the 70s? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, That's yeah. like... I, I was like, that's right up your alley. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially after watching, not that it ties together, but I just watched Bohemian Rhapsody and just the partying and all that stuff. And like, ah. So when you said studio, when I saw Studios 54, I'm like, yeah, baby, yeah. Literally, like, <laughs> wasn't Mike Myers in that movie, actually? <laughs> not this what, one here, but the, the, mo- what, yeah, the movie version? I, I don't know. Yeah. That was Ryan Fuller. Okay, uh, what, let's see okay. what uh, let's see what's up my alley here. We got a dramedy. <laughs> now I was good. See, I think I did real good. Really, <laughs> really, you think you did real good? <laughs> hey, that New is, Zealand. That's, that's fucking something. hilarious. Yeah, you didn't even know that he was attached to that a rom com because that's what that is. It's a romantic comedy. And then, last but not least, <laughs> we got a basketball movie shot on an iPhone. <laughs> From Steve, Steven Soderbergh, he made Solaris who, remake. Who? Yeah, that's great. Twenty years ago. <laughs> I mean, Starbucks. Oh, just, oh. 
just choke on it. I looked at this list and I was like, you motherfucker. You are getting no horror movies this week. Oh, I noticed that. I'm like, boy, there's a, there's an extreme, extreme lack of shitty horror movies on my, on my oh, list. I, I'm like, what, what did I do? No. What did you do? A dramedy, a romantic comedy, and a basketball movie shot on an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's art, it's artsy. What was the last good movie Soderbergh made? Um, that speaks volumes. I will be taking the breaker uppers because I guess I'm doing that because unlike my co-host, I actually went and watched the trailers and about halfway through I was like, I giggled. I guess that's what I'm doing this week. The breaker uppers. There now, what if it turns it. out, hey, it might turn out to be like the most awesome roulette of your lifetime. We're going to find out next week. <laughs> maybe, maybe that doesn't that doesn't. You know, remove the fact that my options here were were somewhat suspect. Okay, yeah. next week on the roulette, it will be either Breaker Uppers up against Studio Fifty Four. Now, I, this is a little bit of payback for the that piece of shit that you threw my way the last week, the li- end of the light or the light, the light up the butthole or whatever. You don't want to. The, um, the, there is no light. Um, you told me you wanted that on the roulette. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Alternative facts. <laughs> uh, I bet I could go look up in our, our, our text messaging and such and see that that was recommended. <laughs> I don't believe that. For, uh, well, uh, yeah. yeah, but if I don't throw a horror movie on there, you get mad too. So what am I going to do? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It all it all works. It, it, the, the, the galaxy aligns itself at the end of the day. Why, why I'm saying this, I don't know, but it just... Not really. It doesn't really at all. <laughs> oh, it's like in Pitch Black when the planets align, then the creatures come out and eat people. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. Is this all kind of comes full circle to Pitch Black and CGI creatures eating us all, and that's the end of our show. It is. Moving the on. real point of this, people, is that we're just going to keep doing this. Eugene's going to keep watching shitty horror movies. And be annoyed if I don't throw him his way. So when I throw him his way, then he'll get mad at me for it. Um, and we're just going to keep going this way forever mm-hmm. and ever until mm-hmm. until, until death one of us gets part. ghosted. Yeah. See what I did there? Ghosted and that's yeah, what they uh-huh. say Patrick and Swayze. Yeah. Be, uh, oh, I thought you meant Patrick Swayze. One of us will be. Oh, you know, I was talking about ghost, ghosting each other. Ghost how they were making t- clay pots and hugging each other. And the, <laughs> oh, and the, the Isley Brothers will be crooning in the background. Just Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer just. <laughs> Oh, clay pot making just, oh, hot and heavy and I don't know where I'm going. We got (laughs) it. So for our top 10 of 2018. Oh, man, I'm a mess all of a sudden. I'm that's a hell of a transition. That's what that's what you call a segue, folks. Yeah. (laughs) The only worst segue is the Eugene's neighbors going to pick up their kids from school. (laughs) There they go. Yep. Oh, there goes the bus. Okay. Yep. See, it's a little bit earlier today, so now it's my wife out there waiting on the school bus, and Hudson is... Oh, I wish you could see this. Oh, hey, He's... I got... Since we skipped all bitching in the beginning, I got some bitching. Oh, Daddy just okay. went to get the kids from school for me. Uh, we have new neighbors. <laughs> they're... Oh, they're so cool. They throw their kids out of the house, and they ride their scooter around our house screaming. Just around our house. Jean, jean, jean. Nonstop. 
It's fantastic. So we're moving. Um, Okay, let's get on to our top ten of 2018 and do some Oscar chat. How about that, sir? You get to go first. Top ten of twenty. Okay, so how are we doing this with the? So are we just going to go down like ten to one? Ten to one. Then we'll do honorable mentions. Okay, number ten for me is now this. I I had already made my list uh, because I considered the fact that I had seen most of the movies that I really wanted to see, and I didn't figure that any of them would pop up on the top ten. And Bohemian Rhapsody is just nipping at the top ten, but I I don't think it quite makes the list. However, another movie that I watched on your recommendation probably would have made my top 10, but at this point, I'm like, I'm committed to the ones that are on my top 10 that I made, so it's going to still fall into the honorable mentions, which I don't like because that movie fucking kicked ass, Uh, and I'll get into that in recently watched. Uh, Number 10 for me is Avengers Infinity War. The more I think about this after watching all of the MCU movies, I'm going to tell you, this is probably top three Marvel movies for me. It's right there with Black... Honestly, Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok and this are probably all vying for, you know, one, two, and three. But how they brought all of this together uh, this far along is incredible. And just thinking back to all of the big budget, fun, action-y type movies, uh, this one here is one of my favorites of the year. It's not... As far as big budget action movie goes, there's... Uh, one other one. Now, I have a couple other more action-oriented ones, but like the big-budget type stuff, uh, there's like one other one that I think edges this one out just a little bit. But this one here makes the number 10 spot for me. Okay. And as usual with these kinds of lists, it, it started getting into rewatchability for me. That's why some of these things got bumped a little bit lower, even if I might think they're a better quality film. That... Dang rewatchability just keeps coming in. And I'm like, you know, I, there's a chance I'll, I'll be watching that movie three times a year versus this one, which I might watch again in 10. But number 10 for me is Hold the Dark. Uh, this is about, boy, I don't want to talk too much about it plot-wise. We already kind of did that on the show. But I really, and, and again, another thing I always got to say every year, I barely see any current movies. So... Take everything with a grain. There's a lot of movies that Eugene is probably going to talk about. I'll tell you, I haven't seen. Hold the Dark, though, for me, was good enough to make my top ten of what I've actually seen this of this last year. And I just, the more it's it's stuck in my head, and the more I thought about it, it was, man, I really like that twisted, weird ending, and the people that are acting like wolves, and it's a serial killer thing, and mm-hmm. I just, oh, I really dug how gritty and weird and dark it was. I... I enjoyed that movie. So Hold the Dark gets number 10 spot for me. Excellent movie. Number nine for me is First Reformed. This is the Ethan Hawke movie. Uh, he plays a priest. This is one of the last movies, if not the last movie that I booked uh, at the theater that I used to work at. And so I'm happy to you know, say, it. hey, it was a damn good movie. But Ethan Hawke is uh, this priest that is, uh, oh, he's had uh, like numerous really shitty things happen in his life to get him to where he is or he's at, uh, basically a priest. I never, re- I don't think I ever reviewed this movie on the show, uh, but very mini review here. Uh, he has to counsel this guy that, uh, this environmentalist that is really distraught over his girlfriend being pregnant bringing, you know, he wants, he wants her to have an abortion because 
of all the awfulness in the world. And anyway, uh, there's a big tragedy that happens in this movie, which makes Ethan Hawke uh, rethink everything, like rethink his faith, rethink the church and like organized religion and the earth and, you know, taking care of God's planet. And it is his performance. I cannot believe this guy was not nominated for an Oscar. It is such an Oscar worthy performance. And the movie itself, I, to me, and I, I haven't, there's numerous uh, movies that were nominated for best picture of the year this year that I have not seen, but everything about this movie screams like best picture of the year type of movie. Paul Schrader directed it and it it's almost two hours of nothing but conversations and I was never bored. I was at the literally almost at the edge of my seat through the entire movie like what is going to happen next? Where is this thing going? And it, it it was phenomenal. The more I think about that movie the more I like it. <clears throat> Easy top 10 for me. Uh, there's other ones that I enjoyed more. This is not a feel good movie. This is a Heavy movie with heavy, heavy subject matter, but it is a great movie. Someday I want you to watch this movie. It's on Amazon Prime currently, but I'll probably pick this one up on Blu-ray at, uh, at some point. I'll get to it sometime. <clears throat> Number nine for me is Upgrade, and I had other movies on my list, and then I looked over you and Steven's lists that you had posted on Facebook, and I was like, oh, crap, that that needs to have a spot on there, even if it's a little lower. Uh, so I bumped another one off, and I had to put Upgrade on there. It took me a couple of days of thinking after the movie to come around on it, yeah, because it's not the happy-go-lucky, feel-good movie of the year or anything. It's got a pretty twisted ending. But in the end, after I worked it out in my brain, it's like, yeah, I'm pretty interested, interested to see where this story could go. I'd like another one of these, and I think they are going to make another one. They should. Yeah, they should. Uh, that was cool. It could almost be a Terminator prequel. I really enjoyed that after I had some time to think on it. Uh, number eight. <clears throat> number eight for me is the other big budget summary action type movie, and that is Solo, a Star Wars story. I know it didn't do the greatest at the box office, but you know what? On second viewing, uh, that movie kicked ass. I liked the performances. I liked the story. I liked, I liked damn near everything about that. Castle Run was great. I don't, you know, I, I wish that it would have done better, but I think it was a, a – we've talked about this before about our reasoning as to why we think that it didn't do so hot. And I do think that one of the main reasons is The Last Jedi came out and then literally we're talking several months later. Here we got Solo and this is not the MCU where they can do that as easy it seems I guess. Uh, but they – this – it honestly, this one should have been a winter movie. Uh, it, this feels like a December. This should have been this last December. But uh, it's still, having said that, I thought it was great. I think that um, uh, Ron Howard did a great job picking up the pieces that he was left with. And uh, that was probably my favorite summer movie of the year. Cool. Number eight for me is Den of Thieves. Here we have, I talked about it on the show before when I reviewed it, but <clears throat> here we have a, sh uh, a movie that just went for it. It did not hold back. It was ballsy. It was a heist movie that new heist movies have been done to death, so let's try and do something a little, like, mix it up a little bit. And they did. You've got heist movies where you root for the good guys, or the cops, and you got heist movies where you root for the bad guys, the robbers. This movie, you had people that you liked on both sides, and you had people that you hated on both sides. 
And in the end, I, I was like, I want to see some of both succeed, and I want to see some of both fail. And I, as the movie went on, I was like, there's no way they can accomplish that. And yet they did! At the end of the day, I couldn't believe how happy I was with how that movie ended, and that was at the writing stage of the movie. The writing was so damn good in that respect, that's why I give that one high marks, number seven of the year for me. No, number eight, sorry. No, number seven for you. Number seven for me is The Ritual. This is the Netflix movie with the guys in the woods and a huge tree demon god thing. Uh, it's fantastic. I have actually watched it twice now, and it played every bit as good the second time as it did the first time. Uh, it it goes, like, as the movie was progressing, uh, even the second time watching I'm like, oh, I, I love that they're doing, like, how it's progressing is how I want this movie to progress. It's not like, oh, this was good. If only they would have just done this, this, and this, it would have been so much better. It's like, oh, they're like, they go full on horror in this movie. And I thought the end was cool. It just, it, great movie. This was to me, let me just make sure that my list is, yeah, this is my favorite Netflix movie of the year because Netflix is really banging out some, you know, good cinema. The Ritual was on my top ten until I looked it up. The Ritual is from 2017. Yeah, but when was it released on uh, Facebook? On Facebook, initial uh, release was, was October 13, 2017. Oh, in the United, it says in the United Kingdom, I guess, but it was a Netflix movie. I mean, when it's released, it's released. I, this was on my top ten list. This right here, and then I, I was like, I better look up some of these to make sure. And a few of them I had to take off. Because it says here February 9, 2018 in the USA. All right, fine, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you go to IMDb, it still says 2017, though. Yeah, the it ritual, does. 2017. Okay, well. Whatever, carry on, do what you, do what you will. But I, it was on my list. I just wanted to let you know it was on my list until I looked it up and then decided to replace it. Yeah. Good movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, okay. Did you want to say anything else about it? Um, no, I, you know what? Back to you. Just back to you. <laughs> Shit. Okay, where are we at? Number seven for me is Avengers Infinity War. I really like this movie, and I've watched it three times now, I think, and it's great. I just still feel like this movie would have had a lot more weight if they wouldn't have killed off people that had movies announced already. That's my biggest gripe with the movie. Okay, we know they're coming back, and we know those are sequels. They don't deny any of this stuff. It's just, you know, down the road in the future, maybe the movie will have more weight just because you'll have forgot that at the time of release, you knew they were coming back. But I still feel like it would have had more weight if they would have left, like, a couple of those main characters alive and just gone for a couple more side characters. It, that's not that big a deal. It still would have had a lot of weight. But they're like, no, we're killing all the big ones that mm -hmm. just had billion-dollar movies. And no, you're not. No, nobody believes that. Uh, anyway, that's why it got knocked down my list a little bit. I it still made the list because it is a culmination of a decade of awesome movies. And there you go. Number six for you. Six for me is Upgrade. And I echo everything you said. I thought the movie, for a lower-budget movie, uh, it... I thought that it was really inventive and creative with their action scenes and camera work and all that good stuff. 
I liked the acting. The it was just cool, just a cool, gritty R-rated science fiction movie. And the budget was five million dollars. And it to me, it felt much higher than that. Watching it, I'm like, man, this is. And I went in knowing the budget was smaller and thinking, man, this looks really polished and big budget or bigger budget. And five million bucks for that, it, it's impressive. This is from director and writer uh, Leo Wanell. He is uh, the writer. Uh, he's involved. With, yeah, he's the writer and star of Saw. One of the stars in Saw. He was one of the guys chained up in Saw. And he's... He directed, I think, Insidious three, and yeah, he's got a bunch of uh, a bunch of IMDb credits. But uh, this good movie, man, I was surprised at how much I liked that movie and how fun it was. Cool. Number six for me is Aquaman, and I, I mean, I already talked about this movie on the show, but I feel like this was another great origin story, and they really crammed almost too much in there. They crammed everything in there. I think in the idea, the idea there was, we might not get to make another Aquaman movie, so let's make all the Aquaman in one movie. <laughs> uh, so it is one huge, bombastic, crazy, crazy ride, and I give them huge kudos for that. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I don't know how much I would rewatch it, and that's why it got bumped down a little bit because it's a longer movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, did they pack a lot of shit in that movie in a good way, in a good way. But anyway, there you go. Aquaman. I still haven't seen that one yet. That's obviously one that at this point I'll wait till it's streaming or Blu-ray or something like that, but I'm looking forward to it. And you should, you'll enjoy it more at home. Yeah, that's, I can tell that's probably one that I'll be splitting up into two nights, just like we did with the MCU movies. And I, I, I honestly, like I liked doing that. I liked the, I never was, well, for a couple of the movies, I was a little bit bored, but a lot of times splitting it up into two nights, those really long ones, just, I don't know, it makes it feel not as long and more tight and action packed. But anyway, okay, number five for me is Revenge. This is the French movie, uh, action horror movie, I guess, thriller. I know it's completely unrealistic. And I'm okay with that because it is so gleefully violent and bloody and just awesome. I, it's such an awesome, awesome movie. This was actually higher on my list until I watched a couple other movies and then it got bumped down a little bit. But the, uh, I love the camera work, especially in the end where we have this, that one camera shot that just kind of follows our lead villain through the house as he's preparing to do battle with uh, our heroine here. And it's, 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 Beautiful and bloody as it's so bloody. It's beautiful and bloody. And I've said <laughs> bloody way too many times, but it is. It's like we're talking about slaughtering cows bloody. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Everybody has about mm, 37 gallons of blood in them. <laughs> yeah. Or in this movie, 500. <laughs> Wait. Oh, oh, shit. Wait. You were, you were joking. Yeah. I thought you were serious. Uh-huh. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was, <sighs> no. That worked. Yep. <laughs> and another crash and burn for Eugene. No, oh. you're good. You're good. Because no. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I, 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 that's how much. The, the 37 uh, was the exaggeration, but you're yeah, like, no, no, I fuck you. This real. is the exaggeration. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got it. Okay. Oh, I went up to you. I went up to you stupidly. Yeah. Um, big time. In- oh, you, <laughs> you bigly. You bigly went up. <laughs> Annihilation is number four for me. Wait, wait. wait. Oh, wait. It's my turn. Can I do none? <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, number four isn't Annihilation. <laughs> Can I have a turn? Yeah. Oh, this is train. Oh, this is not tra- getting cut. Number I five. I can't even get that right. Is. <laughs> oh. It's the Starbucks, dude. It's the <laughs> numero cinco for me is Uno, a Star Wars story. <sighs> Solo, a Star Wars story. I was uh, fairly lukewarm on it the first time I saw it. I was like, ah, you can tell there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen on that one. But then I went and revisited it. And wow, did my opinion change on a second watch. And I'm really, I'm actually going to be watching this movie again pretty soon because uh, in compiling the list, I was like, yeah, I need, it's about time for that one again. Being the Star Wars super nerd that I am, I have to burn all these things in my retinas just in case, you know, the world collapses and I can't watch them again. I have to watch them as many times as I can so I can tell them as stories. <laughs> Folklore. Uh, yes. But I really enjoyed everything about Solo in round two. I give Ron Howard big props for uh, turning that ship around. And who knows, maybe the other version would have been great. I, I have no idea. Maybe one day we'll see. Maybe one day we'll get a, a Snyder cut of Justice League. Who knows? I doubt it. But you never know. We, we, we did get our Donner cut of Superman 2. Yeah. It only took like 20 or 30 years. At any rate, I'm only judging what I got here. And gotta say, if you put all of the background noise aside and just go in and have fun... That was a terrific, fun movie, I, I, as far as Star Wars stuff is concerned. I even bumped it up above, like, Rogue One and these other kind of side stories. I, I quite enjoyed <laughs> that movie. Uh, number four for you. Uh, number f- well, Annihilation. <laughs> uh, uh, see, and now I'm all thrown off. I was expect I was looking forward to really, it's awesome, and now it's, you know, it's awesome. Uh, but, um, Florida aliens, uh, taking over the world, doppelgangers, uh, uh, Anakin's girlfriends in it. It's awesome. It was a great movie. <laughs> Natalie Portman, though, I guess wife. you could say. Wife, yeah. come on. Oh, wife, yes, that's true. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it was great. A very heavy subject matter. And this and is Poe Dameron. One... Actually, actually, hold on. Oh, yeah, Poe Dameron's in it. Poe Dameron's in it. That's her husband in this movie. Yeah. The more I think huh. about this, uh, I, I need to watch this again. Have you watched it more than once? No, and the first time I watched it, I believe it was it was DVD and it was standard def, so you could you could tell that it was standard def. Mm. I was like, I'm really looking forward to watching this one in, in HD, and I have the digital copy now. I just haven't got around to it, but I am going to be watching that one again soon. Yeah, me too. Me too. That was a beautiful movie, and it's I, it's one that it as it kept unfolding, I was surprised at the direction that it took and just how. A body horror, I guess it kind of turned into, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, this I I really I've got I'm on IMDb here, and I've got Jonah Hill and Joaquin Phoenix and Jack uh-huh. Black, and, and they're looking at me. Really, all four of them look stupid yeah. in this. Don't yeah. don't worry thing, and it kind of pisses me off. No, 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 especially no, I, Jonah I, I, Hill. 
at this point, dude, they're sponsoring the show. That, which brings <laughs> me to our next cl- uh, prime original. Don't worry, he can't, won't get too far on foot, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Streaming uh, now uh, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> sure, probably. Uh, screenplay by Gus Van Zant, directed by Gus Van Zant. I'm glad that we included that. I'm to be that was good. Couldn't just do that in one line, written and directed, but we had to do two separate. That was brilliant. Uh, go run, see it as soon as you can. Everybody in it looks. Like, they have very questionable facial hair choices, but who am I to judge? <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, carry on. Sorry for our commercial Oh, no, break. back to you. That's it. That was, yeah, thanks. Oh, for, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Annihilation. Okay, number four for me is Suspiria. Nice. Uh, I just watched this one last week, but damn, is this definitely on the list for 2018. I already reviewed the shit out of this movie, and I quite enjoyed it, and it's... Gonna get watched again, probably in October. Damn good movie. Uh, surprising remake, really. I, I need to go rewatch the original, because I I swear I've watched it like three times. I still couldn't barely tell you what it's about, other than pretty colors and dance studio and some witches. Maybe somewhere at the end, but uh, this yeah. time I'm determined to pay attention and see how it measures up plot-wise with the remake. Number three. Okay, number three. I'm so happy that you liked that movie as much as you did. That's, I, I'm still thinking about that movie. Uh, but anyway, uh, more on that later. Number three for me is Overlord. This is the J.J. Abrams produced uh, Soldiers versus Nazi Experiments, and it is great. This is it's so sad that this movie didn't do better in the theaters because it, it was such a great movie from start to finish. It, this kind of sort of reminds me a little bit of something like maybe From Dust to Dawn. And I say that as a the first half of the movie is straight-up war movie. And then the well, second what about, half... Uh, what, what about that... Uh, uh, shit. Swedish or Norwegian or whatever, where there's not... It's present day, but these Nazi zombies come back to life. Dead um, Snow? Yeah, Dead Snow 2. Anything in that ballpark? I mean, they, this one here... Well, this one here is... That one is kind of played for laughs. This one here is very much there is no laughs to really be had in this movie. It's okay. straight up like they play they're playing this very serious uh, and it's so gory and action especially the beginning. The beginning is like it's a great war movie sequence. They captures immediately you're like what the hell? It's just action 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 and then we start to get our know our, to know our characters and then that's when all holy hell breaks loose with zombies and it is it's so damn good i i thoroughly enjoyed this movie can't wait to watch it again on blu-ray what about the there was another world war ii was it frankenstein's army or something oh like yes that? Where, no okay now that, that would ultra be ultra gory one but that it would be okay. similar to that now that was found footage i love that movie uh I did too. It, but it's kind of similar to yeah the experiments that are gonna hopefully win was the that war. the right title Frankenstein's yeah, Frankenstein's Army. Army. That was a great movie, man. Yeah, it was. That was one of my favorite found footage movies, actually. That thing was anyway, just I digress. gory as all hell. Oh, it was. Yeah, that's this one here is much more of a you know not as gory, big, bigger budget theatrical type movie. But dude, if you don't want, at the very least, if you don't like that beginning, oh, it was so good. And our theater was so loud. It was, it was so incredibly loud. Uh, it was borderline The Matrix. So you remember when we watched The Matrix and we're like, this is almost too loud. Yeah. When you and I watched was the movie. Great. Was, yeah. Because <laughs> this one here was, it was getting there. But I mean, I 
bring it on. I love the bombastic soundtracks and it was awesome. Anyway, you need to see it. I think that you would really like it. I will. The second you get it on Blu-ray, uh, I would like to get my hand. Actually, that'd probably be up by October. By October, we'll you'll have it and we'll do a big trade. Yep. Big trade. More like a big borrow because I don't ever have any horror movies to give you. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. You'll throw a couple my way. Maybe. Uh, number you need three to start clicking code is, red. And, oh, I guess not. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Sure. I, I got money for that shit to give to a banana man. <laughs> hey, he's in the hospital. He needs your help, dude. <laughs> well, I, I, back to you. I, yeah, I don't, I don't I, like I, fruit. I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> number three for me, and maybe this is because it's one of the more recent ones that I've watched and I haven't watched it like three times, like every other comic book movie this year. But number three for me is Spider-Man into the, into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, wow. I, I mm. this is where the animation side of my cinema love starts to come out. And now you've mushed it together with my comic book side and holy shit, this movie, this is a tester of whatever, visual setup you have because I swear this movie invented colors I've never seen before, especially the end. A lot of people kind of complain about the third act that it's too flashy. It's hard to tell what's going on. Just go with it, man. Just open your eyeballs like clockwork orange and absorb all of the beauty and colors that people slaved for hours to hand or to, to draw. You know what I'm saying? It, it it's impossible for me to describe what this third act is like, but the colors just pop incredibly. It's so beautiful to look at. And the whole movie is just phenomenal. It it, it has a perfect uh, roller coaster of up and down, like emotionally and action wise. But then you get to this peak right at the beginning of the third act where it's time for the guy to the boy to become the uh, uh, hero that he has been trying to become. And it is, it's all anybody has been talking about with this movie. You go look it up on Twitter. Anybody is talking about this movie. They're talking about that scene and they post that scene. I'll try and attach it. I'll attach it to this episode when we put it out and I'll, I'll share it with you. But just that scene is so goosebump inducing even if you just watch that scene not knowing anything else about the movie you'll get goosebumps because uh, it's such a perfect mix of audio and visual and it just kicks ass and uh it was awesome it's the kind of scene that makes you want to like ah i'm gonna go punch something let's do yeah this is badass let's do it it was great so uh, i mean at this point i guess i gotta say that spider verse is my favorite comic book movie of 2018 ah, i guess that's impressive i can't I, wait to watch that i can't wait to watch that movie and with the kids i and i watched it with the boys in the theater and oh man it was good but again i've watched you'll see in in uh, uh our honorable mentions i these other comic book movies i've all seen them like three times so i've got them good and locked in the spider verse i've only seen once and that, mm-hmm. so that could change in the future, but we will see. Number two. Uh, number two for me is Hereditary. Not the feel-good movie of the year, very depressing, very heavy, and I know that there's, this movie has caused a lot of divide as far as like, nah, it was okay. I, mean, I, know, I know that you kind of fall a little bit more that way, uh, and then there's some pretty hardcore defenders, and I am one of them. I, I loved the movie. I thought it worked 
on all levels. Uh, the pacing was fine with me. The creepiness worked. The slow dread build up to the batshit crazy ending. Man, I just, I really, 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 really liked this movie. Uh, I, I was impressed with the, how they tied everything up and how they brought everything together with, you know, literally with hereditary, with what, with what hereditary is and family. Cause that's what this movie is kind of about is passing on family evil, I guess, trying to be vague. You're good. Oh, is that it? Or back to that's me? That's it. Yeah. It like- I, I mean, it's one of those movies where I don't like to say too much about it because I, if you haven't seen it, the less you know about it, the better, I think, going in. Oh, even if you have seen it, you still might not know what the hell's going yeah, on. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Worked for me. I thought it was great. It was well made, but it didn't make my list. I, I yeah. uh, Anyway, we discussed that in the past episode. Yeah. Number two for me is Mission Impossible 6 Fallout. How do you make a sixth or sorry, a fifth sequel interesting? How do you keep it going? You know, the other directors did a good job of keeping the Ethan Hunt character uh, interesting and moving along certain arcs. And then along comes Chris McQuarrie, who wrote, I believe he wrote part five. But then there's this part six where he also directed. And holy crap, this is writing a clinic of writing excellence. He took everything that was good about the last one and progressed it with this film while throwing in wonderful, beautiful nods to the previous movies. Even a couple that deceived me. I thought there were some that were uh, nods to other parts of the series. And I asked him on Twitter and he responded because he will respond to fans. And he told me I was wrong, which made me weep tears. But anyway, it was still nice that he responded. (laughs) Anyway, the movie as it is, is fantastic. I can't wait to watch it again. I've got it on Vudu. And uh, I'm going to watch it again, but uh, like I said with you, I can't wait till you go back and revisit the whole series and then come to that movie. I think you will appreciate it way more at home, not dealing with the theater crowd. And like I said last time, you got to watch part five. You got to be very familiar with that one before you go into this one, because it it's it's. It's like a sequel to that movie. I know that sounds stupid, but. It is a direct sequel to that movie. All the other movies might have been tied together at least by a, a hair thread. This yeah. one made the entire series canon. Or, not canon, but like, it involved, it made like the whole, no, it was like he was saying, Ugh, I sound like a moron. I'm trying not to spoil anything, but it, what he did is he brought elements of all of the other movies together into this one overarching villain. Yeah. And it was like, oh, oh, holy crap. We thought we were fighting all these little battles. We were wrong. We were fighting one big war. And now it's come to a head. And it's still not entirely resolved. He left enough of an open door, which is good because he got uh, contracted to do two more sequels coming out like in 2020 and 2021. Back to back. Amazing. Awesome. Can't wait. Go do it. I wonder what he's going to learn to do next. Like maybe fly the space shuttle or. I, dude, who knows? He learned how to fly a helicopter in. They said it. I don't remember the actual numbers, so don't quote me on it. But it was something like you have to do 18 months of training and he did it like in six. <sighs> because he did it twice as hard. It's insane. Everything about it is insane. He's insane. 
at least there's an awesome director behind the writer and director behind the yeah. wheel who is who is just steering that maniac. But oh, Chris McQuarrie, I love you. <laughs> I'll watch it again. I will. I it didn't make my list, but I didn't have a good theater experience, and I. Uh, didn't so listen much of to it your co-host. So. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, what's going yeah. on? Uh, didn't listen to my co-host. Uh, yeah. Spoon feed me. Come on, yeah. shove it in. I don't. Uh, I don't want to do research. You don't have to do research. I just said watch a movie. Uh, <laughs> watch watch the movie that came before this movie. Uh, I, I was busy doing Code Scorpion vinegar stuff. Yeah. Back to the Future Two confused me. I don't understand what's going on. Who are these people? <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, I'm only mildly busting your balls because I know that your review is going to turn all the way around when you revisit all these things. Okay, number one of the year for you. Tell me about Suspiria. It's I mean, go great. Ahead. It's great. That's what <laughs> it is. Uh, it, at first, when it was done, I'm like, well, that definitely made the top ten. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's top five because I, I can't quit thinking about it. And as the days ticked on, I'm like, you know what? I, there's not one other movie that – uh, that affected me like that movie did and had me thinking that long after the fact and just admiring what it was and what it accomplished for being a remake of a classic movie, one of my favorite movies, Dario Argento's original and th- making it its own, its own beast. And I, I thought it was so, so beautiful in, I thought it was beautiful in a murky brown sort of way. <laughs> I accept oh. that review. Uh, but it it was so tonally different from Argento's, but I think that's what I another reason why I liked it so much is it was able to be different, um, but still paying homage to to Argento's. And I creepy and evil, and it was great. I I'm still thinking about it. Tilda Swinton. I don't know if I would have liked the movie as much if she would not have been in it because I thought that she was absolutely perfectly cast. I she was. Far and away, my favorite part of that movie. Uh, but even so, the supporting cast was great. And uh, when we learn what Suspiria is all about, it, the finale, uh, they I, I, I don't have her name pulled up, but uh, the lead actress in the, in the movie, I loved how she, I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything, but how she, yeah, things got wrapped up quite nicely. I liked that. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I am. Uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by, <laughs> oh wait, Suspiria. Wow. Ooh. Sometimes you go to the page of the movie and it's like giant, huge poster and can't get to the... Dakota Johnson. There we go. Yeah. She was, she was part of those, ah, whatever, dark gray whipping you in oh, sex she time was? stuff. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she redeemed herself in this. Oh, that's okay. I, I still like her. Back to you. Somet- sometimes you got to do the, what do you call it? No, I know. Yeah. Oh, the Skype connection can die in the middle of talking. Back to you, huh? What? <laughs> what are we doing? Sometimes you got to do the, what was I going to say? The sparkly vampire movie before you get cast as James Bond. Yeah. Have you heard that rumor this week? That oh, Twilight Boy what? is might be... He's on the short list for Bond. And here's the thing. I would totally support that. Me I too. think that guy is a damn good actor. Me too. But sometimes you got to do the Twilight thing so you get yeah. your name out there. I don't begrudge anybody that. Yeah, I agree. Fifty Shades of Kiss My Ass. I don't know. Go for it. 
Uh, number one for me is Annihilation. I really like how our lists have mirrored each other, but yours is just happens to be the horror flip and mine's the sci-fi flip. I mean, right mm-hmm. at number four, Annihilation and Suspiria. Uh, it's just because it's got more of that sci-fi flavor, but this, uh, I'm always looking for that movie. What's it going to be this year? Is it going to be Under the Skin? That's my sci, that, that's mm-hmm. my sleek sci-fi horror, or, dash of horror, terrific, cool elements of, uh, that thought-provoking shit. Under the Skin. What was next? What was, Ex was, Machina was in there for you, I think, somewhere, wasn't it? Not movie of the year, but it was in okay. there. I, I really like that one. I'd have to go look at what it was last year. I was trying to think, what was that Antonio Banderas one where he was, uh, not Under the Skin, but it was, Oh Some, man! Something with the skin that oh, that was that in was, there for tops it, of the year. That was so good. That Steve and I actually watched that the same like yeah. the same time. Oh, what yeah. was that called? In my skin. Yeah, in my skin. I think. Great movie. Great movie. That would be yeah, yeah like movie of the year as well. I need to. It watch was that up there. I think that was top three for me. But Annihilation definitely fits the bill of new science fictiony ideas with that dash of horror a healthy dash i, I yeah. like a near 50 percent dash of horror with, with these things terrific wonderful movie i can't wait to watch it again yeah me too that was a pretty easy this is this is the movie to beat for 2018 for me uh okay honorable mentions and you know what we're probably just going to do some oscars talk and be done for yeah this episode yeah. we'll just do a big review episode next next week so I will say that the movie that I was hinting at uh, before was uh, Den of Thieves. That that would have yeah. probably made my top ten because I, I probably won't have time to review it today. But I oh, I go loved ahead. it. Honorable mentions. Now's okay, your time. Yeah, go that, ahead. That and would do be it. that would be probably the the first honorable mention as far as like wanting to edge its way onto the top ten. I dude, I loved that movie. Now I did watch. I got the Blu-ray. I watched the theatrical version because. It, it was an added 10, 15 minutes uh, for the director's cut or the extended cut or whatever. I'm like, man, this movie is already two hours and 20 minutes or whatever. And I'm like, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to like it, but uh, let's just go with theatrical first. And I wonder if the extended version would flesh out a little bit of the side story with Gerard Butler and the estranged wife and kids because they didn't really wrap that up, which I'm okay with. Uh, but I'm curious if some of those little – and even like – uh, 50 Cent and his daughter going to the prom or whatever. With the, like, they introduce these little side story things that don't really go anywhere. And I, I, the thing is, I was okay with that because I enjoyed those scenes by themselves as well. So it's like I didn't have to have resolution with that stuff because I don't think that it was really. I don't know. It just there were good scenes. I understand that what you're saying. Happened. Yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, he was already on the outs with his wife, so yeah. if they just never get together again, that would. Yeah, uh, I borrowed this from the library, so I would, if it had the uncut version on it, I would say I watched that, and I'm guessing it did, because I was really okay. looking forward yeah, to it. it. I was like, give me give me the uncut, and I, there might have been some resolution with 50 Cent and his daughter, as far as him, I can't remember now, him getting arrested and she sees it, or getting killed, I think he got killed. Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't survive yeah. the movie. Yeah. Uh, Dude, this movie but, was so good, it, this was so good, it just... Oh, the, the, the testosterone was just like, just wet dripping out of my screen and like splashing over my face. I'm like, oh, I'm just, 
drenched in Gerard Butler sweat, and I like it. <laughs> uh, it oh, man, muscles. I mean, just whew, and tattoos and badassery and machine guns, and oh, it was great. <laughs> Oh, you're, was, you're, you're echoing my review. I, it was I loved so it, good. But- and even like the, I, I figured in a heist movie type like this, the beginning is going to have a big, a big action scene. And then we're going to have a big end action scene. And that's what this was. But I'll tell you, I was as impressed with that middle dialogue stuff and like ins and outs and kind of setting stuff up. And then the actual, here's how we're going to steal the money was so good. And I'm like, how the hell are they going to get away with this? And then when we get, I'm not going to spoil it, but then when we get to the final, final, final part of the movie, it's like, oh, okay, that's even more badass. Yeah, it, more perfect. All the yes. people that you wanted to win won, and all uh-huh. the people you wanted to lose lost. And that's but, cops and robbers both sides. Yeah. I haven't that's seen in, Heat in so long, and I'm sure that Heat is better. I'm sure it is, but this did feel like a, a kind of a more gritty, updated version of Heat, correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but Heat's already gritty. So, yeah. like I said, this is like if Heat decided to option to do meth. It's mm. just filthy. It's oh, yeah. Dumpster juice. That's mm-hmm. Heat on dumpster juice. It was great. And I, I, I like that the, like you said, there, no one's really good in this movie. They're all kind of scumbags. Uh, Not kind of. They are, yeah. Yeah, completely. <laughs> when, when, they, when we first, when um, the one guy gets is getting kind of shaken down by Gerard Butler and his crew... And then he goes back to the bad guys, and after the little restaurant, uh, oh, so scene, uncomfortable! So go- oh, it's so uncomfortable. And then we go to the next scene where it's like the the thieves, quote unquote, thieves are they're dumping solution into this big drum of whatever. And I'm like, oh, they're this they are going to straight up murder this guy's ass and moving on to the next scene, whatever. And I just like that every you didn't know what anybody was going to do at any second in this movie because. The way it unfolds, it's like, what bad thing is someone going to do next? Because everybody does bad things throughout the whole movie, and that's – I adored that. I, it was so good. Man. Well, it was rewarding because at the end, it worked out in a way that you wanted it to that was kind of a happy ending. Yeah. Even if it was an anti-hero ending-ish. Yeah. Ish, I, there were so many bad cops, you wanted them to fail too. But, the yeah. you know, the bad well, cops my- lost, the bad – Robbers lost, the good cops won, and the good robbers won. Mm-hmm. How in the hell do you put together that script? <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about a tightrope walk? It was amazing. That movie definitely belongs in yeah. my top ten. Gerard <laughs> Butler, when ass. he was, when Gerard Butler is first interrogating the, the guy, and he's like, "We're the bad guys," and the way he delivers that line, I'm like, "Oh, I would just just curl up and shrink into a tiny little earthworm and wiggle." Like, oh, you just look like you're going to just with your fingers just flick my head and it's just gonna pop off see Lucas you have nothing to be ashamed of you got it exactly it's like father like son yeah it's just oh Uh, any other honorable mentions oh uh, okay I just got caught up in all that musk musky masculinity (laughs) Um, hold on a second musky masculinity (laughs) oh dude it was drenched Um, honorable mentions they oozing (laughs) <laughs> uh, they shall not grow old World War II documentary by the great Peter Jackson aka God I guess yeah um, it's good uh, but it's no solo <laughs> 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 the 
the wheels are slowly. I don't even even make that wheel metaphor because all of a sudden it's stupid train comments that don't make sense. <laughs> uh, it's well, great. It's definitely getting left in now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the callback you see. Uh-huh. Um, uh, okay, moving on. It's, it's yeah, it's depressing and fantastic, and you should see it. Um, Apostle. That was. Should I just go through all of them real quick? Yeah, just zing through them. Okay. Apostle is another Netflix movie, uh, and what I have here in my notes is crazy Amishy religious cults equals bad, and that's the truth. Uh, it was great. A, a little bit long, but uh, I think that I'm going to enjoy it even more on a second viewing. Ant-Man and the Wasp, more Marvel goodness. Uh, it's perfect, lighthearted fun, especially after... Uh, Infinity War. I thought it was great. I thought that was actually better than the first one. Not by much, because the first one was really good, but just the... It was just cool, and how they just, at the very end, kind of like, oh, and we're tying it into Infinity War. I like that. Uh, Ocean's 8. You know, the more I think about Ocean's 8, I really, really liked this movie. I think that some of this plays a, a bit into the fact that my wife loved this movie, and when you watch a movie with your significant other and you can tell they're really, really, really enjoying it, it makes your enjoyment level go up. But because I honestly, at this point, I don't remember a whole lot about it other than Anna Hathaway barfing and a necklace and something and, and, and Kate Blanchett's in it. And that's cool. But it, it, I had a great time watching it with my wife. So honorable mentions. Uh, Mandy, uh, that's the Nick Cage movie. He goes crazy with a chainsaw and uh, he has a meltdown in the bathroom in his whitey tidies. And anytime Nick Cage has a meltdown, especially in his whitey tidies, I'm in. Uh, great movie. Uh, gory, chainsaw, you gotta see it. It's, that movie's crazy. Uh, I watched it. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You probably reviewed it too, didn't you? Yep. Yep. I s- certainly remember that review. Um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Coen Brothers, make a Western, and it's great. Hold the Dark, uh, echo everything you said. Uh, I like that it's different, and it is different. Sicario, Day of the Soldato. This is, actually, this is a little bit similar to Den of Thieves for me, with just that hard-hitting, gritty action. I thought this was a great movie. Um, and then very similar to that, Mary Poppins Returns where Emily Blunt just mows people down with machine guns and drugs. Now and it was that I would have watched. <laughs> and goosebumps too, because a spoonful of <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> a spoonful. That's a song I think from Mary yeah, Poppins. Probably. Um, yeah. And goosebumps too, because I, for some reason I had my, my expectations were so low for that movie and I really liked the first one. And then I start watching this one and I'm like, this is really good. It's funny. It's fast paced. The special effects are good. And it's just a good little Halloween movie. I thought it was really damn good. So honorable mentions. There you go. Back to you. Uh, okay. Honorable mentions for me. Black Panther, Incredibles 2, Deadpool 2, Ant-Man 2, Venom. Are you impressed that I only had three comic book movies on my list? Because you should be. Uh, Ready Player One. I was surprised that didn't make your list. Oh, damn it. Honorable mentions. Uh, not not top ten, though? Just honorable no, mentions? No, I don't think so. I mean, the, the Shining scene was great, but uh, I don't think top ten. Okay. Uh, Bumblebee. Equalizer 2. Ballad of Buster Scruggs, like you said. The Night Comes for Us. Got scrubbed. It was on my top ten, and then I scrubbed it for upgrade. Uh, Revenge was pretty good. Sicario 2, you just mentioned. I totally forgot. That might have eked out a top 10 spot. 
What in the... Hello? He's on the phone, folks. He's working. He's working! Our fearless podcast leader is always working. Well, this is actually, I guess, <laughs> here we go again. It's the part where I have a couple minutes to just dick off and review some crap. So let's review Troll Part 2. Uh, that's from, let's see here, Troll 2. This is 1990 from, oh, come on, damn you, IMDB. Um, oh, Claudio Fragrasso, you glorious bastard. Uh, also known as Drake Floyd in this movie. Um, this is actually, there's no trolls in this movie. There's, um, g- not ghouls or what the hell are they? Uh, whatever they are, they're these, uh, ridiculous creatures in puppet masks pretty much. And, uh, this, this troop of awful actors go to this little podunk Amish town where, <laughs> where, where uh, a bunch of people drink like green vomit stuff, uh, just like in Peter Jackson's Bad Taste. Uh, they drink they drink that for reasons, and then they turn into not trolls but uh, gremlins or uh, not ghouly gremlins or munchies or something. They turn into something, and then more green stuff, and someone turns into a tree, and then uh, there's a is it Warlocks? No, not Warlocks. Anyway, Claudio Fragrasso directed it. That's all you need to know. It's awful, but I own it on Blu-ray. And he's back! <laughs> Where was I? Uh, honorable mentions. I mean, we're, we're at the hour and a half mark, dude. We, I, I, we're not I even know. Sicario 2, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, the Oscars. Do you have any thoughts about the Oscars? I, I don't, really. No, I haven't watched almost any of the movies. Green Room, I guess, one. That's... Peter Farley directed it. I, I'll watch it, I guess, because it won. You? Nah, I don't care. I, my takeaway from the Oscars is everybody is really up in arms about Sp- Spike Lee, just like, well, he walked out, I guess, at one point, and then and then he turned his back and and didn't look at the people giving their speech. Oh. And people are up in arms saying that's as bad as Kanye at the Grammys. <laughs> And I'm like, really? That's as bad as him storming the stage, taking the microphone away from Taylor Swift, and saying somebody else should have won. That's the same thing. That's where we're at. Uh, fuck you, and fuck the Oscars. That yeah, was bullshit. I, yeah, I don't did. care. Go Spike Lee. I'm not even a huge fan. I think what you yeah. did was great. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody was cool. I now that I've seen the movie, I think it's cool that it was nominated, uh, and he definitely. I don't know. I don't have his name pulled up here, but he. I, I'm glad that he won. Best actor, Rami Malek or Rami Malek. Yeah, he was he was so so good. I thought that movie was great, uh, but it's cool that Black Panther was nominated. And now that I've seen it a second time, I'm like, that's it was never gonna win. But I think it was cool that it was nominated. Uh, otherwise, so many of those other movies I have not seen. Uh, you see what they did with um, Alfonso Cuarón's. Uh, Netflix movie that I thought it was kind of cool that it won best. Best foreign film, and then he won best director. So it's like, ah, you're that's kind of honoring him in both categories. I think yeah, that was kind of cool. One of my friends on uh, online said it, and I kind of agree. If you're up for best picture, you shouldn't be up for best foreign film. I kind of agree with that. Like, 
Mm. If you're, I mean, the best picture is kind of heralded as the big one. If you're up for that, then maybe let one of the other foreign films get a little light. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, the only one that I really cared about this year was animated feature film of uh, Spider-Verse and it won. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> All the other movies I either haven't seen or don't give a shit. Yeah, me too, pretty much. There's your Oscar wrap-up. Wow, what a great Oscar breakdown from a movie podcast. <laughs> uh, what do you have coming soon, Eugene? Um, oh, I got a, the uh, the red baboon-ass movie from uh, from Code Red. What's it called? Shockma. Uh, I got that. Oh, uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, you've never heard of that? Okay, and I also... <laughs> And I also my Skype, have, my Skype isn't frozen right now. I know, I know. This I, is just my regular face. Yeah, this the uh, yeah red baboon ass movie. Shockma, uh, yeah, Shockma. Yeah, it's about a a baboon. Um, what else? Uh, I, I've watched a lot of stuff here that I have not reviewed. I've got those TV movies. I've got the uh, Wacko that I reviewed and am selling. There's a review of that, I guess. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, actually, I didn't watch all of Wacko. I only watched 45, not even 45 minutes. And I'm like, nope, I watch shit, but I'm not going to watch, uh, I'm not going to watch, I'm not even sure where I'm going with that. I'm not going to, I, no. Yeah, Just, you are. Because <laughs> um, there's shit, all, in the, like we, there's levels we of, we know, know we know that there's levels of feces and then you get, you know, there's human and then below that is dog, I would imagine. And then, you know. Wow. Go, Ooh, wow. Yeah. Uh, us on the, the, you know, I'm with PETA. Why is it oh. less than? Um, well, they eat dead animals. Oh, th- this is going nowhere. Um, you stepped else? in it. Oh, you stepped oh, in I it. I know, I know. I, uh, Valentine, that's the it's slasher movie. You should honor all feces equally, Eugene. I know, and I didn't, but Wacko, okay, Wacko is a combination of all of them just mushed together and crammed down my throat for 30 minutes. <laughs> I oh, and Andrew Dice Clay's in that movie, that motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> you, what do you got oh, coming? Coming soon for me, I got uh, Lost City of Z. I finally started watching because of our jungle top 10. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's time to see where this falls. And I'm only about a half an hour in. And what's his name popped up? We were just talking about Twilight Boy. I don't know his name. Great. Thank you. You're a wonderful help. <laughs> Is he in that movie? Yeah, he just popped up. I just said that. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> he's got a full beard and he's acting awesome and the movie is great and colorful and very green. John Robert Lee. Paddington. Rupert or Robert Paddington. Padding- Ru- Wait, did you say Rupert Paddington? Oh, Robert! What Pattinson? in the hell am I going to name this episode? I mean, I've got to choose between <laughs> murky, musky masculinity and Rupert Paddington. And I don't know if you actually said that or the Skype just made you say oh, that. Oh, I think it's, it's a little it's both. Fifty-fifty. At any rate, oh. uh, I'm going to try and get a couple of these other Blu-rays knocked off the list, and I, I really want to go on another VHS tear. But the problem is, I have so many on my recently watched uh, list already for speed round that I'm just adding to the chaos. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to watch something. I've watched a few other of the DC movies recently and I'm going to get, I'm I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them, but I might just touch on them real quick. 
Uh, Are we going to have like your... a major, a major like speed round episode here pretty soon? Because I mean, I've got what? next round's review episode. Since we didn't re- really do a recently watched this episode, we'll do a re- review round complete with speed round, which Perfect. is great. That's, Good. We, we can we can furiously jerk each other off next round. It'll be great. Which... That somehow should tie into Den of Thieves because that's what I felt like doing during that movie. <laughs> it's kind of what we do every week. I don't know. I what know I'm it about. is. I yeah. I I'm spent. I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. Just just <laughs> over here cucking myself in the corner, watching this all go down. <laughs> oh, see you next time. Bye. Oh, this episode is brought to you by. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. The prime original. <laughs> Jesus knowing Jonah Hill sitting there with his beard and long hair just, uh, oh, I, I, I already said goodbye so I, now I feel okay, stupid okay okay goodbye Ugh, bye thanks for listening Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.